So I've got uh, today with us, I've got Tim Berry, uh, who is a tax attorney and uh, a guy that I've known for quite a while. He's worked with a lot of our clients. Um, he works in the IRA, 401k industries, probably one of the sharpest guys in this industry that I've met during the, what, 17, 18 years of being in business. So uh, Tim Berry, thanks for, thanks for joining me for this conversation. Oh, thank you for, for having me, Jordan. I appreciate it. Yeah. So the reason why we're doing this, we uh, uh, you're going to be putting on kind of a conference, or I'm not sure what you'd call it, but a conference or presentation in uh, in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and you're going to be talking about some estate planning stuff and some more advanced strategies with 401ks, IRAs, uh, after-tax accounts, you know, Roth 401k accounts, and I think you've got right now. You said you've got six spots left, uh, so they're kind of going fast, and and hopefully we can get this out in time for some some of our clients to uh, to dig into it and be interested in it. But uh, but I thought we could just chat a little bit about what you're going to be presenting, or just kind of the general idea of estate planning within a retirement account, because a lot of people typically don't think about that sort of thing. So. I guess to start off with, my question to you would be, as an attorney dealing with, you know, as many accounts as you deal with and setting up different structures, what are some of the oversights you see with people when it comes to estate planning with their retirement? Gosh, you know, that's a biggie. Uh, probably the biggest oversight I see is they don't do estate planning. Um, about a month ago, I had a phone call from a guy saying, hey, Tim, I wanted to do some estate planning. Uh, how do I fill out my will for my retirement plan? And what he didn't realize is wills have no control over your retirement plans whatsoever. So if he had put directions in his will, they wouldn't have been effective. And other issue is the guy died within a week. So before we could even start to do any estate planning, he was gone. And thing is, he knew he had the terminal disease going on. And he was in his second or third marriage. And so I'm pretty sure everything was pretty well messed up. And there's, you know, the court battles have ensued since then. So what's the biggest mistake I see or oversight I see with people with estate planning with their retirement plans? They don't do estate planning or they wait too long. They think they're immortal. Uh, what they got to realize is that weirdness happens. Hell, look at this COVID garbage that's going on. Uh, weirdness happens. Uh, you really need to do planning to make sure that the assets get to whoever you want. And the other cool thing too is literally with this guy, he had a very, very large IRA. We probably could have made 80% of that go to his beneficiaries tax-free. But now that uh, he didn't do the proper planning, they're going to owe taxes. And we're talking taxes of in the hundreds of thousands of dollars are going to have to be paid because of like planning. Sure. Yeah, good point. So how much, is there a threshold for someone with a certain amount where it becomes then, you know, cost effective for them to begin looking at, at some, you know, structuring or kind of long-term estate planning? Is there a certain kind of threshold of, of dollars that where you cross over to, you know, at that point it's worth it to do? Is there some kind of low end there that people could use as kind of a baseline? You know, I think if they're going to be passing on more than $250,000, they really should do some of the advanced estate planning. I mean, there's some basic stuff they can do, but the advanced stuff, probably if more than 250 is going to be passed on, is probably a good uh, hurdle to look at. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, and you know, it's, it's through the years talking with our clients, but we don't do a ton with estate planning. It's more just kind of talking generally to give clients some general direction in, in different areas, you know, as they set up accounts or as they do this and that. Um, and some of the, you know, obviously the, the, the big stuff that people worry about would be things like divorce or, uh, you know, sudden death, maybe the, like for husband and wife, maybe they go at the same time in a car wreck. Maybe they've got minor children, you know, so maybe chat about that for a minute with those people that have, let's say, children that they might inherit a pretty large chunk of money through a, a retirement account. What if they're a minor or what if what if they're a spendthrift? They're kind of a I mean, not, you know, maybe a problem child for the, you know, for the the parent that after they after the parent dies that they don't want some kid to run through a huge chunk of cash. So uh, I'm sure they're. Well, I mean, I'm asking you, I know there is, but, you know, maybe chat for a few minutes about, about some of the, the ways or just kind of generally how those kinds of things can be dealt with. I mean, they obviously can be dealt with. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. That's what all this planning is about. I mean, probably the simplest planning they could do is name a trust as the beneficiary of the account. And now that way, if the kids are 18, 19, and gosh, they just inherit $200,000, if they just get that outright, they're going to have a wild time in Vegas, a headache, and they're not going to remember anything and all the money's gone. Right. Uh, you know, so uh, that's one situation. So what we need to do is name a trust as the beneficiary. Now we have a trustee in charge of it and distribute the money as they see fit to the kids. And here's a cool thing too, under certain circumstances, hell, if the both parents died in a car wreck, we could probably make all that money go down to the kids completely tax-free and once again, controlled, uh, controlled release of the money too. So a lot of people are really missing out by not doing the right steps because we get to save them a ton of taxes and save the kids a lot in heartbreak if they're not totally financially uh, mature right now. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and the other nice thing about uh, kind of switching over to after-tax accounts, I mean, the nice thing with those accounts is that the you know, the typical concern of a retiree when they're, you know, 40 years old or 50 and they're thinking about what their tax rate and what their income situation is going to be like when they're 60 and they start taking distributions from the account. Uh, and of course, the idea there is for any like sort of normal financial or estate planner that doesn't really know about retirement accounts and how to really work them. You know, a lot of times the, the conversation is something like, well, you'll, you'll have less income, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. And so when you start taking out this money, then your taxes will be lower. I mean, that's kind of the general answer that you get from a lot of financial guys when they talk about retirement accounts, just that sort of simple, I, I guess, way of looking at it. But the nice thing with, a, with an after-tax account, like a Roth account, uh, is that those, those monies are exempt forever from taxation. So you don't have to worry about maybe the capital gains goes up or or your state income tax gets bumped a couple, three, four, five percent. Um, so those. Jordan, let me make something clear real fast here. Uh, whenever I said we could get the money tax free to the kids, hell, that's even a traditional account. That's even a before tax account. If mom and die, dad died in a car wreck, we could probably get all that money tax free to the kids. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's what I mean about, you know, a lot of people, they think of a Roth account and their, their head is usually like with a Roth IRA. You know, yep. limited options. You can't get that much into the account. You know, maybe some people do conversions to a Roth, although you and I both know a lot of times they do it in the most ineffective way possible. 
<laughs> tax wise, right? So yeah. I, now will you be talking about things like, uh, you know, conversion strategies to get stuff moved over into a Roth? Um, I mean, I know there are some ways through estate planning to get stuff migrated over, but what about somebody that, that just wants to, you know, they've got maybe a couple, 300,000 that they're wanting to trans transition over to a Roth account. Will you be going through some of that stuff on, on how to do that, you know, effectively? Oh, absolutely. We've done a lot of stuff with the crypto world and we're talking assets in people's names, not even inside of retirement accounts that we're able to ultimately get over to Roth accounts. And we're talking very large figures as well. So uh, yeah, we're going to be talking. Here's the thing, Jordan, whenever I talk to clients, I like to hit a, a home run each time. I, if I can't hit a home run for the clients, I really don't want to do anything for them. And sure. to me, the home run, the tax planning nirvana is always the Roth account. So I always try to figure out some way how we're going to be able to get as much as possible into the Roth for as little as possible in tax cost. And really, many times we can even get tax deductions for the people to move the assets inside the Roth. So there's all sorts of neat stuff we could do. Nice. Now, you mentioned about crypto and crypto has been, of course, front and center for both of us. I think everybody in this industry for the last probably, well, I don't know, at least year and a half. Uh, are there any... Let's see how would I say it. Are, are there any, I guess, specific strategies with, with crypto? I mean, not that you have to go through them, but it, it's it, from what you've seen with your clients, and I know some of your clients have very, very large crypto holdings, but are there any strategies that are more kind of particular to the crypto crowd? Uh, or is it still kind of the same old you know, stuff, but you're just applying it to crypto, I guess is what I mean. Well, it's kind of the same old stuff. I mean, there's nothing really new in the tax world, so to speak, because it's all, you know, been codified for years. But uh, so you're pretty much using the same old tools. But if you just use those tools in an interesting way, gosh, you can work miracles with crypto or with pretty much any asset. You could pretty much make any asset non-taxable. Uh, so there's all sorts of fun and games you can do uh, with the retirement plans and with crypto. Right. Nice. And then you're going to have it, uh, is it going to be actually in, in Puerto Vallarta there? Uh, I think at the, with the Hard Rock Cafe? Yeah, we're going to have uh, this event. Uh, it's going to be the, the Puerto Vallarta Hard Rock. Uh, it's an all-inclusive hotel, so uh, nobody even needs to step off the grounds and get shot by the cartel or anything. So all your food and drink is taken care of and uh, ground transportation is taken care of. Everything from A to Z will be taken care of for them. Plus, they're going to get fantastic information. Here's the other cool thing, Jordan. We've got a money-back guarantee where if people don't like the information on the first day, cool, we'll give you your money back. No questions asked. We've done this a number of times. No one's ever hit us up for the money-back guarantee, but it's not like you have anything at risk whatsoever. Uh, come enjoy the world. Uh, get out and travel again. Be alive again and get some phenomenal information that's going to save you and your family just a ton in taxes. Yeah. Well, and one thing I was going to say too, because, you know, some of our clients listening to this will know who you are. Uh, a lot of clients won't just because they've never, you know, just never run into you or never been in a situation where we might send you there or might send them your information. But one of the things that I'll just say is that I, I like, let's see, how would I say this? There are a lot of yeah, I mean, sort of organizations out there that'll put on conferences and really what they're trying to do is they're, they're putting certain products in front of you and then just trying to sort of pigeonhole people into those products. 
uh, without a lot of attention to the detail of that person's situation. And of course, you and I both know everyone's situation is slightly different. And one thing I like about the way you do things and why I'm doing this interview, because I this is the sort of thing I would want our clients to be uh, to have access to, is that that's not really the way you go about things. For you, it's more about education and laying out really different cool ways of doing different things. Uh, and then if a client wants to use you to do those things because you really know what you're doing, then you're more than happy to do that. Um, but it's not one of those kind of scammy type conference things. That's just not how you guys go about it. So that's one of the things that I really like because we're pretty particular about what we you know, send out to clients. But of course, you and I have known each other for quite a long time. So, um, so it's going to be July 16th. That's going to be the first day, right? And it's going to be, is it a two-day conference? Yeah, it's a two-day, July 16th and 17th. Right. Okay. And then how would, for anybody wanting to reach out to you and with some other questions or sign up for the event, what, I, I mean, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, two ways uh, in this wonderful world of ours. Number one, email. And it's tim at iraideas.com. Once again, tim at iraideas.com. Or they can just call up. Uh, the phone number is 480-466-0401. Nice. Cool. Well, is there, um, I mean, is there anything else that you'd want to talk about? I mean, we actually, well, I guess one more thing we were talking earlier about um, being able to take certain assets and, and move them over to a Roth. And of course, everybody knows about a conversion, right? Being able to take existing retirement money and convert it over to a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k. But you've got some other cool stuff that you do about getting other assets migrated into, uh, especially the Roth 401k. You want to talk a little bit about, about that? Just kind of sort of wet everybody's whistle? Yeah, wetting everybody's whistle. It's just, guys, you're just limited by your imagination. Uh, and there's so many things you can do in the tax code. And literally, the IRS laid out a blueprint back in, I think it was uh, 2014, they laid out a blueprint because actually it was your senator, I believe, uh, Jordan Wyden, isn't he your uh, senator? Yeah, yeah, Wyden. <laughs> yeah, so Senator Wyden said that there's all sorts of abusive things that are going on with Roth accounts. Can you look it in, into it? Uh, I think it was the Government Accountability uh, accounting, accounting Office looked into it. And they laid out the exact blueprint of how you could move $100 million into your Roth tax-free, no conversion costs whatsoever. And so literally what we do is we just walk people through that blueprint that the government was nice enough to share with us in their <laughs> official report from 2014. So right. if anybody says that you can't move a lot of money into a Roth in a short time period, they are wrong. And we've got the government to back us up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I remember that report when it came out <laughs> and, and you're right. It was, it was a bit of a head scratcher like, Oh, okay. Well, they're sort of giving you the blueprint there on, on how to do yeah. it. Wasn't it great of them? Yeah. Yeah, it's great of them. Yeah. I mean, it's that's uh, that's always a nice little present from them. Well, Indeed. sounds good. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, do you want to give out uh, that contact info uh, uh, just one more time and then we'll wrap sure. this up and be good to go? Absolutely. Uh, contact info is Tim at IRAideas.com and phone number is 480 466 0401.
Good deal. Well, you guys, you know, everybody, you've got your contact info. If it's something that uh, you're interested in, go and you know, reach out to Tim. Um, with a little bit of cajoling, I, or, or cajoling, I think we might be able to get Tim to do another one of these pretty soon uh, if they, you know, fill up too quickly. Uh, so, uh, so cross your fingers there. If you don't get in this one, hopefully we can get another one going and, and go from there. But, uh, but thanks for coming on and chatting with me, Tim. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jordan. I appreciate it. Thank you.